This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you are here today. This is a podcast for parents or anybody helping raise kids, and I hope you feel encouraged, supported. I hope you feel like you're getting a big hug. I know during this episode today, by the way, that I needed a big hug, and (laughs) you will hear that in this episode. Uh, This is a, a podcast where I interview experts and everyday parents and you know, I sprinkle in my own stuff a little bit here and there, but I feel like I really sprinkled in some stuff in this episode. Today, my guest is Bree Pearl. She is a respiratory therapist and also is a content creator for Sarcastic Mommy and has her own Instagram page called Full of Mom Sense, where she shares about humor-based parenting. Just given a little lighthearted energy to this whole thing because it can be really hard. Uh, In this conversation though, she shares about what it was like being a respiratory therapist during the peak of COVID. Um, She also walked through some health stuff that really, really made life really challenging for her. Did I say really enough? Uh, And she talks about coming out on the other side of that. But this to me felt like a conversation with someone who gets it someone who I felt comfortable with. And I really hope when you hear this conversation, you feel connected and you feel like you're just hearing two friends talking and that you're a part of this conversation as well. Uh, make sure you go follow Brie, full of mom sense on Instagram. You can also find me. I'm Lindsay Hine 626. And this podcast is why is everyone yelling? Uh, all the podcasts in this network that I created it's Sandy Boy Productions. So if you go to sandyboyproductions.com, you can learn more about all of the shows in our network. Friends, if you are looking for something to do to get yourself moving in February, you should come down to Jacksonville, Florida and run the Donna Marathon weekend with me. You don't have to run a whole marathon. There is a 5K, a half marathon, and a marathon. I usually do the half marathon. It is the weekend of February 3rd through 5th down in Jacksonville, Florida. It starts and finishes at Jacksonville Beach. You do not actually run on the beach, though. And this entire race weekend benefits the Donna Foundation, which helps people walking through a breast cancer diagnosis. It also funds groundbreaking research. I've partnered with this race for six years now. And um, hey, if you have a goal, like I just want to do a half marathon, well, now's the time to start training and get it done. And it's a good way to fight those mopey winter months. Moving your body always helps. And having something fun to do in February also helps. Go to breastcancermarathon.com. Use the code Lindsay10 for 10% off any of the registrations there. And let me know if you sign up so um, I can let you know we are having a meetup and I'd love to touch base with you on that. Lindsay at sandyboyproductions.com is my email. Uh, All right, friends, please enjoy my conversation with Bree. So, okay. When I started this podcast, I was like, I don't want this podcast to just be more noise. And today I feel like I'm being really noisy. So apologies to the listeners. <laughs> um, I never want to be a mom who just complains all the time. I know, I but know. today I'm feeling whiny. Oh, I know. 
No, I get you. I get you. I feel like as a mom who does like comedy on Instagram, um, it's a thin line to try. Yes. Because like funny things are talking about the silly things your kids do or the crazy things or the stress about being a mom. And all the time I get comments like, you know, you should cherish your kids, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But at the same time, we have a lot of stress on us. And this is my way of releasing that stress and, you know, finding a way to deal with all of that stress so that when I'm with my children, I can be a better parent. You know what I mean? So I'm like not a fan of mom shaming in any way. And I, and it goes both ways, right? So I don't want to shame a mom who maybe has a different parenting style than me that has those patients and like can take care of that. But then I've seen videos on Instagram and TikTok and things where it's parents talking negatively about parents who say anything bad about their child. Like, how could you say that about your child? I never talk bad about my child. And it's, you know, it's like, we're all just doing our best out here. So like, (laughs) totally. (laughs) Um, One time years ago, I remember I, I called one of my kids a turd on (laughs) Instagram I was like he's being such a turd today like and this person was like I can't believe you would use that word to describe your child like that is so blah 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 and I was like dude okay and the other thing is like of course I cherish my children of course I do right Right. of course you know um part of the problem too is we live in a world that is just like I feel like everything's seen and Everybody thinks everything's seen and documented, and it's not necessarily, you know. Right. Um, but you're also watching other people's lives too, so yeah, right. it's really it's really hard. And I I have interviewed the positive parenting experts. I love talking about that stuff and learning strategies to like mm-hmm. do this better. Yep. But at the end of the day, like I am not a soft, gentle person. <laughs> that is not my nature. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not like I'm not screaming at my kids constantly. Do I lose my temper at times? Yes. After like asking them nicely to do something like 14 times. Yes, I do. And I have I have friends on Instagram. That's one thing about like the parenting comedy community. It's like this little village of people and you kind of almost know everybody. Fun. Um, And so I'm friends with some of those people and I love their advice. And I think it is very good and it has helped me to rein in things. But at the same time, like I've got mental health struggles. I have anxiety. Like I'm also trying to, you know, keep myself together. So I feel like we just put too much pressure on ourselves to always be on maybe. Um, Speaking of mental health stuff, this is a small, a small thing, but yesterday morning before school, everybody was like being loud and crazy. And I I noticed my oldest like rubbing his temples, both hands. And I was like, what's going on, bud? And he was like, I'm just trying to calm myself down. I learned this on the news. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, first of all, I don't know. Some people don't let their kids watch the news. But I sometimes I like to have the Today Show on the background. It's like yeah. mindless stuff. But it can be heavy at times, you know. Um, yeah. And I was like, I love so much that he learned that from the news. And he's actually implementing it right now for his, like, yeah. stress and anxiety over, like, everything that's right. going on. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know it's great. And I think kids in this generation are hearing more about mental health. Um, it's just, it's a, people are more aware, people are more accepting of it. I'm pretty sure I had anxiety my entire life, but I wasn't diagnosed until college nor when I like had a big blowout panic attack. So like, um, 
you know, now I'm aware of that. I see, and I don't try to like put my own issues on my children, but I do see things that, you know, they're trying to cope in different ways and they're getting anxious about it. You know, they ask you a million questions about it because they're trying to make sense of things. And so I'm trying to teach them ways to cope so that they don't end up in the same boat I am where at, you know, 22, I'm trying to learn how to basically reteach my mind all the things that I taught it for 21 years. Totally. I know. I, I definitely had anxiety as a kid and I just don't think our parents thought to like take us to professionals for that at that in the, in no. the 1980s. No. And I think even sometimes, you know, speaking from my experience, like even now when like my mom doesn't call her like depression pills, like antidepressants they're like her happy pills and yeah like, it's okay just to be like I take pills for depression it's a it's a real thing it's like like you know and my oldest son recently started doing therapy we lost our dog over the summer mm. he took it really hardly um I don't even know if that was correct English when I was speaking I love it sorry. love it it was it was know, hard for him he, <laughs> it was hard for him it was really hard for him and he went to school and we got some feedback that he was acting very sad in school. And then, you know, he also is a perfectionist and if kids make fun of him in a way that's not mean, he still takes it as people Mm -hmm. talking about him. Mm -hmm. So he sees a therapist now and it's done wonders for him. And my mom's like, why is he seeing a therapist? What's wrong with him? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's, it's just for his like mental health. It's he's working on his mental health and his brain so that he doesn't have issues in the future. Yeah, like giving him those tools now is going to be so valuable because this is going to be reoccurring. Like this is, we are who Mm -hmm. we are and like the issues that we struggle with will occur again. And if we have Uh those tools, I sometimes mourn that. I'm like, I wish I I had learned that so, so much Uh earlier. And we don't have our kids in therapy, but I do have one that I, I would like to start for, um, understanding what to do with anger when we're, when we're mad, Uh um, and I don't know why I put it off. I think, honestly, it's not about shame. Like, oh, I, my kid's in therapy. I think it's just laziness. I think it's just like, because on the days <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. My child who's in therapy now, he definitely has got some of the anger issues too. And don't worry, for like a year and a half, I said the same thing. And then it took like him having issues at school for me to be like, okay, we got to do something. We got to do it now. Um, and my anxious brain, I'm like, we got to do this now or he's messed up forever. So let's just get this over. And my husband's like, calm down. And I'm like, <laughs> we're like the opposite here. I'm like, no, like it needs to be done now. Like, we got to do it now. Same. <laughs> so you're also a respiratory therapist. Yes. And you do this like comedic stuff, uh, parenting stuff online. Mm-hmm. And yes. you also freelance, like you're doing content <laughs> creation or like submitting ideas for, is it sarcastic mommy? Yeah. So I, I, um, I submit ideas and then she'll pick an idea she likes and then I, I make a reel and submit it to her. Um, so it's kind of like contract work or freelance work. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. when did you get into that side of things? Like if you're working as a respiratory therapist, you got two kids, like when did that start? Was this a COVID thing? Um, so it was, it was late COVID. Um, beginning of COVID was, I probably can't even remember all the things that were going through my head at the beginning of COVID. Literally, like when all that stuff went down in New York. Where are you, by the way? We're in Raleigh, North Carolina. We were in Indiana, though. Okay. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. And when all that stuff happened in New York City, Mm. um, I went to work the next day. And we started COVID prep. Um, Basically, 
it was so weird. There was like very little patience unless it was like an absolute emergency because everybody was afraid to go to the hospital. So for maybe a month or so, it was just preparing for what they called this wave to come. And we like reorganized the hospital. We made a COVID wing that was like negative pressure where we wear like our basically like suit thing, you know, that looks like we're like going to space. Um, and they kept talking about this wave that's going to come. I remember like looking at our, like looking at each other as coworkers and thinking like, we're hearing about like, you know, frontline workers who died in New York city. And we're like, like how many of us are going to like, like it was, it was kind of really terrifying for a while. Um, luckily, you know, when the surge hit or whatever, we were very well prepared. My hospital, um, gave us all the resources we need. It's, it's, um, I work for the university of Maryland, so it's, um, they were well prepared. They gave us everything we needed. I felt safe. I actually probably felt safer going into the COVID unit than I did like going to the grocery store. So. Right. Cause you're um, all geared up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that in itself was hard just wearing the gear to me. Yeah. Um, just like all day afraid that you like didn't put it on right. Things like that. Um, but that wasn't what spurred me to like sort of join the Instagram scene. I actually had, um, an eye surgery that didn't go so well Mm. (laughs) um which I don't talk about much on my page I probably should um you know they always tell people to let people see inside of you like whatever um but it was like kind of traumatic I I had I have really bad eyesight or I did when I was younger and um I was starting to get headaches and they were afraid that I was going to have like acute glaucoma so the the ophthalmologist suggested that I have lens replacement surgery which similar to cataracts they take out your lens and put in like a uh you know fake lens so wow that's intense yeah um so and I think going into it I I was like okay millions of people get cataract surgery this is going to be fine and they put a drop in my eye during the surgery that caused me to have a very bad reaction um like I sat up on the table it was like intense like head pain my eye was like stinging um it I have a deficiency which nobody knows what it is it's very rare I only know it because we did some genetic testing before I got pregnant um and it's called pseudocolonesterase deficiency and one of the like chemicals that I can't have was in those eye drops oh wow Mm -hmm. um I did tell the anesthesiologist word didn't get to the surgeon so he put the drops in my eyes um but unfortunately what was wrong with me could also happen from anxiety Uh... yeah so like two days after the surgery my eyes started moving back and forth I had an ongoing headache I didn't know what's going on you know they thought it was one thing they're like you gotta get an MRI I thought I had tumors brain diseases all this stuff so scary still wasn't working um then one doctor was like, you need to get the other eye done. And then the eyes will even out. So I got my other eye done and then it got worse. Um, I basically had a headache for eight months straight. I don't even um, know how you function. I was not functioning great. I cut back on my hours. So I was doing a lot of 12 hour shifts. I cut back. Now I work in like a pulmonary function lab. 
Um, it's a slower pace, things like that, not 12-hour days. I couldn't drive at night because the glare was so bad. I still can't drive at night. Um, and, I mean, for eight months, and I remember in April, I had my first, like, what they call a migraine, but my entire left side just went weak. My husband thought I was having a stroke. It's the first time I've ever seen him, like, tear up, <laughs> ever, when I've, like, hurt myself or something. He, like, you know, we like went straight to the emergency room. They did stroke protocol. It wasn't a stroke. I told it was a migraine. I tried all these different migraine medications, but nothing was helping. I was still seeing blurry. My eyes were still moving side to side. Um, I was probably in the deepest depression I've ever been in. I don't know if I've ever even been depressed before that moment. So now I'm like trying to work with a therapist as well because my eyes weren't working correctly. <laughs> and I think it was really hard on my husband as like a caregiver at that time. Oh, yeah barely managing like days I went to work and I was under fluorescent lighting I came home and it was just like you know and when your eyes aren't working your brain's not processing mm -hmm. things correctly either um and then I started just googling a lot which I know they say like I don't recommend but with my background I do scientifically know some of the things that happened I did a lot of research on my deficiency I did a lot of research on what was going on with my eyes and I happened to find like a research article that said, you know, this can happen in reaction to these drugs. And I took it to the one doctor and I said, hey, the try like to see if this is right. You just put this drop in my eye and if it works, that's it. And he said, I, I'm not just putting a drop in your eye. And this was a doctor at like John Hopkins, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I went to like the doctor I have now and I said, this is, you know, what I think blah, 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 blah. He looked at my scans. He was like, that's very interesting. Cause I noticed like when my sinuses were swelling, my eyes were moving too. And I have like a ciliary spasms in my eye. So my ciliary muscles are like contracting constantly, mm. which is causing my plastic lens to push down and go side to side. So they gave me atropine drops, which you get when your eyes are dilated. Um, so my eyes are constantly dilated, but I don't have any more headache or like eye movement. Um, and then it took me a while to get over the depression from that because I was just angry. Um, I was upset that it took so long that I had to like advocate for myself so much, um, not to sidetrack, but I feel as a woman, especially even working in healthcare, there's so many times that we're not taken seriously. There were so many doctors that told me it was anxiety. You need your up your antidepressants therapy. I'm like, I'm up. I was already doing that before this all happened. <laughs> yeah. And so I started working more with a therapist trying to get over what happened. And she was talking about, you know, things that I needed to do to, to, you know, feel better about myself, find a passion. Um, I've always been a creative person. I went to school for marketing, not respiratory therapy. <laughs> um, I changed careers. I ended up in like account management and I just because my anxiety wasn't good at like having to work all night and like making a typo and it bothering me until like 12 in the morning. So now my shifts end, which I love and I'm like more present for my kids, but I still miss like that creative side of me. And so I think I was like scrolling TikTok and I was like, Oh, this is fun. And I like made my first TikTok, which was horrible. Like I go back and look at my early ones and I want to like cringe. Um, but then I was like, Hey, let me just go with this. And I changed my Instagram name. I did post a reel a long time ago that kind of explained why I was doing it because um, my friends and family were like, 
I still have friends and family that don't even acknowledge that I do this. So, oh, it's so funny and weird. I, I mean, I know, like, like crazy, right? Um, so, and it, it just kind of took off from there. I started tweeting. I found a really great group of parents on Twitter who kind of welcomed me. Um, and then, you know, I got to know a lot of people on Instagram and it just kind of went from there. So isn't that funny? Yeah. Like, I don't think that my mom has listened to my podcast once. And <laughs> I have two podcasts and one of them I've been doing for six years. And I'm like, I literally don't think she's ever listened to an episode. <laughs> I don't think she like really knows what it is. Like, she's like, I yeah. don't know how to find a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the weirdest. Yeah. My mom doesn't really know how to use Instagram. Um, she goes on it on her desktop and I think she just like looks at what's on the screen. So she, she has no idea. Um, but I have family members who do have an idea and they still ignore it. <laughs> I know it's, it's so weird. And I know I, cause I honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. It just feels, they just don't understand. It's the weirdest thing. Mm-mm, they don't. And I think they're just like, feel like it's either a waste of time or I should be focusing on other things. Um, and this, this is like after I've been doing it for over a year, you know, I'm making some money off of it now. Like I've, you know, been on like Twitter lists and stuff. Like it's just like, let's acknowledge it a little bit. You know what I mean? So, totally. but I do have some friends and family who are extremely supportive. So, you know, I, um, I just interviewed Matt James from The Bachelor on oh my, God, that's awesome. my running <laughs> podcast because he ran the New York City Marathon. <laughs> And I, I know my sister-in-law is like a huge Bachelor fan, so I sent her it all. And she was like, yeah. oh, good. This will be the first time I ever listened to your podcast. And I was like, awesome. Thanks. Also, by the way, you're still going to think it's boring because we talk about running 80% of the time. <laughs> um, but wow, what a story. You know, I know. sometimes sharing those like really deep personal things mm-hmm. can feel so vulnerable hmm like I yep. I'm gonna be having a hysterectomy fairly soon I I keep putting it off and like don't know when it's gonna happen and I I'm like actually avoiding a phone call from the doctor to yeah. say like take me off the schedule or not you know mm-hmm. and I've like really hesitated sharing about it on Instagram because I feel like once I open that I mm-hmm. will just get so emotional and right now I'm like keeping it in tight with just like a few people that know me really well. And I know I'm saying it on my podcast, but this feels different than like, I don't know, for some reason it feels different than Instagram. Um, But I get why you want to like hold it back a little bit. It's, yeah, it's so vulnerable. It is. And I think too, like my account centered on comedy and I'm like, is this the right place for it? Like, will people even respond to it? You know what I mean? Oh, they um, will. People will. People, <laughs> I think, like, sharing something that personal and that, like, I can't imagine what you went to went through. Like, even on days where I'm sick for, like, you know, like, if I have the flu or something and I, like, am on the floor and I can't be I, present at all for my kids, there's this, like, immense guilt. Like, what have I missed? And yeah. to be in that haze for that long, I can't imagine how challenging that must have been as a parent. I know there's a trend on Instagram now and I sometimes do trends to like feed the algorithm totally. and give Instagram what the beast wants. Of course. <laughs> um, and I, the trends going around now where it's like, 
you know that song you're slowly coming back have you seen those videos yes okay and I was like, should I make one of these? Should this be how I tell my story? And I was looking back at pictures because I have pictures that I took of myself and video of my eyes moving, pictures of myself with like half my face swollen, um, ugly crying. I actually made a couple videos just to like use therapeutically to like talk to myself about it. Yeah. Um, and I started looking at those. And then intermixed with those is like pictures of my kids just being kids and doing things. And I started crying because yeah. I was like, I was like, I wish I could go back and relive this time because I feel like I wasn't a hundred percent focused and that I, I missed things that I didn't want to miss. Even though I was there, I don't think I was always present because it was too hard for me. How could you um, be? Yeah. So man, it was rough. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> testing your marriage too. You know, yeah. like that's, mm -hmm. that's so much. I know it's, it's a lot. And I feel like my husband probably didn't know what to think because, you know, there's these doctors saying it's this. Is it her anxiety? You know, not that he doesn't support my mental health, but I feel like he doesn't understand it in the same way because he doesn't have those issues or at least, you know, if he does, it's not the forefront of his mind. And I think it's hard for somebody outside of that to understand what a person is going through if they don't have those tendencies, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Like I am, I stub my toe and I'm like, oh, I'm in pain. And my husband's just like, you're fine. You know what I mean? It's like the difference between somebody who's like so high and so low. Totally. I've been waking up in the middle of the night with these like sinus pressure headaches. <sighs> and I like last night I had one and it was like so mild, but I was like in a panic frenzy diagnosing myself with a brain tumor in the middle of the night. And it was like, <laughs> like. I was trying to calm myself down and take deep breaths. I took some Advil. It went away. Mm -hmm. And like my husband does not understand. Like he could not mm -hmm. fathom waking up in the middle of the night and letting that thought even enter his mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband just like sleeps right through it when that happens to me. Yeah. I, I have a lot of allergy issues too. And I'll wake up in the middle of the night and have to take a Benadryl, but then I'm awake until the Benadryl hits me. And in the morning, he's just like treating me like it's every other morning. And internally I'm upset because I'm like, why aren't you being like, can you just let me have like rest? Like I was up for two hours yeah. and like, he didn't know it. No he clue. understand it. He's just like, whatever. <laughs> Hey everybody, as we head into cold and flu season, I don't know about you, but I don't want to deal with it. You can take some preventative measures by using elderberry syrup. And I have an awesome human who is part of this podcast network who has her own elderberry syrup. Her and her husband own a small farm and they source the highest quality ingredients for their products. What is elderberry? It is an immune modulating herb, which brings balance to the immune system, reducing stress, decreasing inflammation, and helping to prepare the body for cold and flu season naturally. If you do get sick, it's proven to help reduce severity and duration. It's also safe for kids to take. If your kids are under one, you can use their DIY kit that they have available on their website and use maple syrup or your favorite sweetener instead. The elderberry syrup that they have also has the addition of healing herbs like cinnamon, gingers, rose hips, which is huge for vitamin C and clove. Elderberry syrup helps you stay on top of your health all year long. 
Listen, my kids are coming home with colds left and right, and I've been downing this. And knock on wood, I'm not sick yet, but we'll see. We'll see. Even if I do get sick, though, I am hoping that the elderberry syrup decreases the severity of it like it's proven to do. Um, This is a small family-owned business as well. I always feel like things made in small batches. You can bet that that's probably better quality than what you're buying massively produced at the grocery store. They put a lot of love into their products. You can go to greengrowers.farm and when you use the code SANDYBOY at your checkout, that'll get you free shipping. So that's greengrowers.farm and use the code SANDYBOY at checkout. And I, I gotta tell you, it's actually really tasty. Like you could add it into your oatmeal or I just take a tablespoon and, and down it, but it's, it's actually a really delicious tasting syrup. Um, again, that's greengrowers.farm. Use the code SANDYBOY and get yourself some free shipping. All right, friends, back to the show. This morning, um, we were talking about the boys' pull-ups were, whatever pull-ups my husband bought at the grocery store, like, they were the cheap ones. Like, they weren't great. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, you buy them on the fly because you need a few for a few days and, like, before Mm -hmm. you go get your normal ones. Right. (laughs) And uh, two of the three woke up, like, leaked out. And it was like, (laughs) well, Sandy's was dry. And I was like, no, it wasn't dry because I changed it in the middle of the night. You just have no idea. <laughs> and that's not to say he doesn't do stuff like that. He's just harder right. to wake. Like if so, I'm going to wake up the second someone walks in my room, I'm like jumping up, you know? And again, I'm not, I feel like now I feel like I would get, we would get comments like, oh, you're just husband shame. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Just, no. Uh-uh. This is literally just getting our anxieties and stresses out, which is super important because you're just going to blow up one day if you keep it bottled up inside. <laughs> Totally. I was talking about that on an interview. Uh, I don't know what day it was a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. It's like the balance of like talking to your friends about frustrations that you might have with your partner that come along with having kids, and, mm-hmm. but like not sitting in a group of people and just like bitching about your spouse. Like I don't right. want that, but I also need to hear that other people have some of these struggles. Right. Right. Yes. I a hundred percent get that. You just need like support. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's the middle of the night panic stuff has gotten better for me. When I was postpartum, there were a couple nights where I was like, do I need to go to the emergency room? J- just because I was like, I was like, am I having a heart attack? Just because I couldn't like get my breathing under control. Cause I was panicking for no reason at all. And I my, know. my I husband know. like, couldn't, he just, he was like, what are you talking about? Why would you go to the hospital right now? <laughs> I know. And it's like, it's so sad. Like it's so awful that we've had to feel that way. I know. I know. Um, I do have hope for our children that it'll be somewhat better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that, you know, I think that, and I'm not saying this is a boy versus girl thing, but if we weren't getting support for times we had anxiety when we were kids, imagine living in the world we grew up in. If our, our husbands or other men were having issues like that too, you know, it's like they were probably, you know, they, the gentle parenting thing, right. The forefront of, of it is, you know, basically we were taught to like suppress our feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so I feel like probably in men that happened even more based totally. on the culture, you know, that we grew up in. So. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes we've done here, I don't know if you know who David Thomas is, but he's um, a therapist and he predominantly works with boys 
and mm-hmm. he has a book called Raising Emotionally Strong Boys. And we talked about that in the interview. And yeah. um, as a mother of boys, I feel yeah. like it's so important. And that is one of the biggest pieces I've taken from the whole positive parenting movement is like acknowledging the feeling mm-hmm. and, you know, addressing things from that rather than just being like, stop whining, blah, blah, blah. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. you just say stop whining, but right. um, yeah. Because it makes you feel seen. It makes them feel seen and they need to be feel seen. Right, right. And my my therapist actually made a good point. Um, He said that, you know, coming from a point of anxiety, when you have anxiety, like when I hurt myself or something, my initial reaction is just to scream, get it out of my body. And so when our kids might get these minor injuries and they're having these overreactions or what we deem as overreactions, in their mind, it's not an overreaction. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, like, for my husband to do for me, just as I should do for my kid, if you start reacting in a way where you give them the acknowledgement and you acknowledge what what they're feeling and say, you know, you hurt your foot, I'm so sorry, let's look at it, then eventually they stop having those big reactions because they just know that they're going to get the help they need when they are injured if that makes sense. I love that. And that just like blew my mind. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, when I'm going through it, I I just want somebody to hug me and be like, it's, it's okay. Like you're going to mm-hmm. be okay. Like that, right. that's the answer for me right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not the full right. answer, but it's like the in the moment answer. Right. Right. You're because be okay. when you're anxious about something that happens to you, your heart races you know, you're not thinking clearly. And so at the same time you're hurt, you're thinking, am I also having a heart attack? Is this going on? Is this going on? If you have somebody there to acknowledge your feelings and sit you down and calm you down, your heart rate lowers, you start to get calmer. And if it doesn't, then you're like, okay, maybe I should go to the emergency room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, um, and I want, and I want my person that's with me to take the lead on that. (laughs) Like you tell me what I need to do. Um, I had some like, health drama in my life this summer this is like what preempted the uh should we speed up when we're gonna get the hysterectomy and uh-huh. my husband would say it wasn't even drama it was just like waiting you know and the waiting is so hard but um my aunt was in town visiting because we were home in indiana and my aunt uh-huh. was there and she kept like looking me in the eye and be like you're you're gonna be okay and like i didn't really believe it I'm mm-hmm. like going to cry even thinking about it. I didn't really believe it, but like her saying it helped me so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Having support <laughs> is so important. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, having a hysterectomy is no. Easy. So emotional. Yes. Yes. Um, I haven't had one, but I have friends who have and it's, it's a lot and it's a big recovery too. Like, you know, it's okay to feel emotional about that because it's a big life-changing thing, you know? Yeah. For me, it's like, well, the two things it's like losing the uterus is like, okay, we're done having kids. Yep. Mm -hmm. But then I have to get my ovaries out too. So it's like, oh, the hormone therapy and like, you know, thank God for science because we have that. But like, it's so terrifying to think of like your body, what's your body going to do? Like, I don't want to be 15 years older than I am. I don't want to feel that way. And the hormone replacement mm-hmm. will help, but it it's going to take some time to figure out what's right. And mm-hmm. um, that, 
that is like a whole separate thing from the like, okay, there's like no possible way we're having any more babies. It's like two, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, did you know that you were going to get on a call and the person interviewing you was going to start crying? <laughs> the no, I love it. I love it. Oh, I told you I, I was showing up a hot mess today. Um, have you seen my Instagram page? Like, <laughs> the biggest thing I struggle with is like for all these reels, they're like good, like look nice. Like have, and I'm like, it's like half the time I'm like, I don't have the energy to just like put on like a nice face. No. <laughs> like, it's just like. It's a struggle. It's a struggle bus. So. I know. I um this morning I posted a video in the car and the lighting was so bad. I have no makeup on. I look what like what I look now. And um I don't I'm not normally one to care about that stuff. Like I right. you know. Um but it like I feel like I looked extra <laughs> rough. And I actually cons- usually I don't even consider it, but I actually sat there for a minute and I was like, You look so bad. Like what if like these people from like this old part of your life see this and they're like man Lindsay's really uh really aging rough and then I was like what you don't care you don't care what those people think but but the thought entered my mind yeah yeah no I I get it again because we also were brought up to think that way Listen, I just had a phone call and it was from a 317 number in India and it was probably that doctor's office again going are we doing this or not (laughs) Dude, I get it. I get oh, it. Oh, my goodness. I'm terrified of surgeries after what happened to me. Oh, I yeah. bet. So, yeah. So um, thank you for your work in healthcare, by the way. The, you guys were the heroes during the true hardcore phase of the pandemic. I mean, I I don't consider myself a hero. It's just, I mean, it was, it's our job. Yeah. You know, like, it's like going to work. Once you get, once I got past the initial like scariness of it. And we just got used to it. it. It was just like any other day, you know, just a little different. Yeah. <laughs> so how how much do you do that now? Like, are you? Um, three days a week. So oh, I do that's part-time. nice. Yeah. And then the other days I work on either my Instagram stuff, cleaning the house, which I'm really bad at, but. Um... Never ends. <laughs> never ends. Um, organization's like a struggle for me. So, you know, it's like, and then when a mess gets worse, I'm like. I just can't even deal with it right now because I don't even know the first step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, between my Instagram stuff and I do a little bit of thrifting, it's like a little hobby of mine. Um, pretty much keeps me busy with the, you know, and the kids and all their issues. So So are they kinder and second then if they're five and seven? Kinder and first. So my oldest is end of August birthday and our cutoff year is September 1st. So we started him. We like red shirt. I guess you call it red shirt, which is a conversation for, there's lots of opinions on that. Well, so. When's his birthday? Uh, August 18th. Oh yeah. We are definitely in the same ball game with that. Yeah. yeah. We send our kids as old as they possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after the pandemic. Yeah. So my second grader still really, really struggling, like really catching up from the pandemic. It's, it's going to yeah. be a long-term thing with him. Yeah. Yeah. I think every kid is catching up in one way or another. Totally. Um, when the things were going on with my son in school and we talked to the, um, I guess it was the social worker at the school. She observed my son and she said that like, especially feelings wise and dealing with social issues with bunches of kids is going to take a lot more time for our kids to learn because they didn't quite 
learn it for a while, you know? Yeah, they didn't have that experience. Blew up, yeah, so. Especially, I think, those kids that were, like, kinder age or around that when it happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My oldest was in second grade, and I just feel like, or I guess, was it the end of first grade? Maybe the end of first grade into second. I feel like having that full kindergarten, full, almost full first grade experience really, Mm -hmm. like, was huge that he got to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I'm, I felt lucky in the sense to be a healthcare worker only because my children went to some school during the pandemic. Yeah. Cause you had to um, have childcare. Right. Which was a saving grace. I feel like once we got, got to the fall of 2020, um, the summer of 2020, we had just like one babysitter that would come. That's it. Um, I mean, I was like stripping naked, like before I even walked in my house like yeah oh I bet like yeah I'm not sure what's going on so totally um so we just had one babysitter with us the whole time and then in September of 2020 we sent them to like a you know private daycare whatever and I mean I think it helped a little bit with them even just being calmer at home Mm -hmm. because they had an outlet I feel for those parents though whose kids were home 24 7 for so long it's oh yeah it's hard yeah really hard so my youngest was only 18 months at the time too. And looking back, I'm like, how in the world did we do that? That's a hard age to be home at all times. (laughs) Yes. And then, I mean, the oldest one doing his school online was okay. My kindergartner though, like, no. And he was in pre-K even when it started. So it was like, they were trying to do virtual, you know what I mean? It was like, this is not... It's harder on the parents, you know, like it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, is this even worth it? But like you want them to log on and do it because it Mm -hmm. it takes time out of the day. Like it's a portion of the day, but I know. Oh man, we did it. We got through it. I know. Thank God those kids are at school. I feel like why hasn't our education system like realized that you know, maybe it shouldn't just be all about, do they know all the math problems? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a way it was probably better for our kids cause they played longer. Yeah. They played You know more. what I mean? Yeah. They got to be a kid more. And I feel like my kids, even now we have some kids on the street, they want to be outside playing whenever they can. And it's probably because they were stuck inside for so long. You like know? lean into those neighbors, by the way, though, because, um, that is a challenge when you have neighbor kids that want to be inside all the time when mm-hmm. you want your kids to be outside. Cause I always think right. that like, if you're, if it's friend time, that's the excuse. That's the biggest excuse not to be on a device or watch TV because you Correct. have someone to play with. Correct. Yeah. So when I, when we find neighbor kids that are all about the outside play, I'm like clinging to those families. Mm-hmm. We we're really lucky. We have a couple of families on our street. Our neighbors, kids are the same age as ours and another family down the street has two boys of the same age. So it's, it's been, it's been wonderful. Cause it, it's hard when like mm-hmm. you attach with another family who uses screens a lot more because mm-hmm. if that works for their family, that's fine. But it's really easy to fall into that and just be like, Oh, I'm just going to let them because that's what they do over there. And mm-hmm. Oh, that is a struggle for me. Cause I'm like, it'd be so much easier to just leave them over there. But I know if that's what they're doing, I need to get them outside and, Right. La, 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 la. I know. After school, as long as it's not, like, pouring down rain, I'm like, go outside. <laughs> yeah. Like, Play. get outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up here with into podcast questions. Um, okay. I swear I don't normally do most of the talking in these interviews. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, friends. I'm like, people are going to be like, man, Lindsay really uh, needed some therapy today. <laughs> I'm happy to be here and help. <laughs> I really was like so close to canceling because I felt such a hot mess. But I was like, just do it. Maybe it'll be what you need. I hope it was. <laughs> Um, I do I do my account so that people can have a place to escape and just have fun and smile and laugh and that's what it's all about so that's so good know. what is the what's the account by the way so everybody can find um, it it's at full f-u-l-l of mom sense M-O-M-S-E. okay nice yeah well yeah. I love learning about your both of both careers both jobs yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you what's something professionally or personally you'd like to do that you haven't done yet um, so I think professionally, I definitely like to keep doing what I'm doing with social media and maybe get into more freelance stuff. Um, I enjoy my job. It has great benefits. So I'm not looking to leave anytime soon. Anybody sees this, I'm not looking for another job. That, uh, um, social media health, health insurance isn't too great. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and I think maybe telling more of my story, um, yeah. sharing it. Um, maybe talking a little bit about, you know, women and healthcare and how we need to advocate for ourselves. That was a big part of my story. Um, so that might be a message that I feel like it might be time to start putting out there. Yeah. So. I'm glad you shared it here. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. First one. Big practice for me. <laughs> Yay! That makes me feel so good. I feel honored. Well, you should. <laughs> What is the best, most recent book you've read? Um, so this is the book I just read. This author is really good, Liv Constantine. Okay. Have you read stuff by her? No. Um, I don't think like I have. Twists, twists and turns type stuff. Ooh, um, yeah. She wrote the, – the book of hers that I really loved was called The Last Mrs. Parrish. I mean, it is just like the twist and turn in there. You're just like, what? <laughs> but this is called The Stranger in the Mirror. I also really enjoyed this one. The Last Mrs. Parrish is better, though. Oh, nice. I love books like that. Like a, mm-hmm. a Sherry Lapina, mm-hmm. Diane Chamberlain. Yeah. 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 You got to so. keep keep at it because you're always wondering, what's next? Yeah. It, it keeps my attention. So, uh, what Do you have a kid's book you recommend? Um, the Book with No Pictures. Oh, BJ Novak? Yes. My kids love it. Any kid I read it to, they laugh, especially if you get into it. Um, so I just think it's really fun. It's a way to be silly with your kids without having to like, if you're uncomfortable with that, without having to do it yourself. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's good. Do you have a trip or a place that you visited with your family that you recommend? Um, so we just went to Hershey park. Where's that? Um, and that's in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Okay. And, And it is a super fun place. They have the chocolate factory, which is like free. So you can go in there and take a tour of it and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. And then there's the amusement park and a water park. And, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's fun. My kids loved it. It's probably like baby Disney in the sense of like what's actually there. But, you know, sometimes less is more. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. And we also went to Mexico when my kids were very young to a resort, like an all-inclusive. And I feel like, and we're actually going on Saturday. <laughs> nice. But yeah, my my parents 
every couple of years we go on a vacation. We were supposed to go on this one in 2020, but you know, that didn't happen. Um, so I think it's just really nice because there's kids activities there. And some of the things that normally drive you crazy, like your kids asking for snacks 24 seven, it's just like not a problem. You have to think like, about okay, it. Go get one. Like yeah. go get whatever you want. Like it's okay. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. I've so. never done an all inclusive, but, uh, my friends with kids that have are like, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And like my kids are old enough now that I'm hoping they'll be like interested in some of the like yeah. kids club activities and things like that. So yeah, like, I'll, I'll be I'll over here. <laughs> you'll be over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be so. reading by the pool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your last message to leave with the audience? Um, I think my message is just, you know, something that I've taught myself is just to like be you say F it sometimes and just like do what you want to do. Don't care about what other people think. Let yourself be vulnerable. Um, and I think you're happier for it. So, Thank you, Brie. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Brie, for coming on the show. Check out Brie Full of Mom Sense on Instagram. You can find me. I am Lindsay Hine 626 uh, this podcast is Why Is Everyone Yelling? Go get yourself some elderberry syrup from Green Growers Farm. Go to greengrowers.farm. Use the code SANDYBOY at checkout and that'll get you free shipping. I'd love to see you at the Donna Marathon weekend. Go to breastcancermarathon.com. Use the code Lindsay10 for 10% off any of your registrations. Friends, thank you so much for being here and we will see you next week on Why Is Everyone Yelling? <laughs>